Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to Sports Day with Gary Belcher and Scott Sattler, a couple of footy legends covering all things sport for Kia. Kia's open season on now with match-winning deals and red energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Tuesday afternoon, welcome to... Well, Tuesday afternoon slash evening, welcome to Sports Day. Uh, Gary Belcher's on holidays, but I'm joined by the man who talks about that tackle. On and on and on, and he's a good bloke too, Scotty Sattler. Welcome to you're Sports the only Day. one talks about it. I was talking to Badge this morning, actually. You know, he's a keen surfer. Hello, listeners, also. Um, and I said, "You've been out in the surf." He said, "Oh, no, too big for me." So the older he's getting, the yeah. the less braver he's getting. He's a little bit crazy at the surf at the moment, it all is. up and down the east coast. Yeah, I heard in in Brisbane uh, over the weekend or something. I have nine meter or something swell like something, in Brisbane. Yeah. There's no surf in Brisbane. No, the, the, you know the beaches out. Yep. You know um, they were saying it's going to be huge, like yeah. massive. Anyway, welcome to Sports Day. Big show coming up. Hey, did you see the uh, the weigh in today? Paul Gallen, Mark and, Hunt. Oh yes. my god, incredible! A punch up. I don't know whether it's put on for promotional purposes, but I don't think they'd need to, Jace, because this is sells itself as it is. Are it, you more excited about that fight or the Tim Zoo fight on Wednesday night? Stupidly enough, I'm more excited about the Paul Gallen Mark Hunt fight. When knowing how much I love boxing, I should be, I should be looking forward to the Tim Zoo fight because that's a that's a because you're a boxing purist, you love that, and yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. love what Tim's doing. So yeah, but I, I mean. They've sold it really well, both of them, I'd have to say. You don't know whether it's fake? Well, we're going to talk to Ben Damon from Fox Sports. He's the, uh, he's the boxing expert there, and yeah, we'll find out what's going on. No doubt he was at the weigh-in today, and he'll be able to tell us a little bit more. A really, really, really good hot topic tonight. Really, really, really. Really good one, mate. And, <laughs> and this is something that you threw up, and I, I love it. And we want you to get involved on one three hundred forty two fifteen thirty three, 42 or you can shoot us a text. 0477-736-736. What's the one sporting person? And I'm going to throw in the word icon icon here. Not, not Ben Icon, but sporting icon you haven't seen live that you wish you had of. Okay, yeah. And you've thrown up some really good names, mm. and I've got a few I want to throw into that list as well. I'd love to hear from you today. one three hundred forty two fifteen thirty three. I'll throw up or one. Or 0477-736-736. Who would you have loved to have seen live? Might and Power. There I loved go. Might and Power as a horse. I would have loved to have seen the pump of Jimmy Cassidy on Might and Power live. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Hey, listeners, if you've got one for us, we'd love to hear from you as well. Uh, Chris Nelson, Racing Queensland Update. In fact, I can tell you, uh, there's not a lot of news floating around today in, in the racing world, but but he's got some tips for Eagle Farm uh, tomorrow. Make sure you gamble responsibly. So Chris Nelson will join us. And that's ridiculous. Uh, so really, if you love... You're uh, cage fighting. 
you're going to love today. And I'm going to throw one in from Trump today as well. I can't. Everything about him is ridiculous. So. <laughs> well, we can't cover everything. But there's something he's done today. I'm just going, what? And he's still known as President Trump, which is weird in itself. Mm. When, when does Biden come? January. In? He doesn't get sworn in until January. So between the election and, and he was officially announced Joe Biden today as the official right. president-elect yep. after all that controversy around all the voting yeah. systems or whatever it may be. They've all come out now, the college voting system, and said, no, he's got it's enough Charles. votes. He is the president. He's going to be sworn in in January. So between now, between when the election happened and that election, the uh, presidential ceremony, yep. Donald Trump can – Pardon anyone that he wants. Pardon anyone. So well, there goes that. My that's ridiculous. Oh, is that what yours is about? Okay, they, <laughs> keep your cards close. For those who don't know. He can pardon himself and his family. I reckon this is going to be the first of many. Mm. I reckon this is what he's going to do. Anyway, we'll get to that uh, before the end of the hour as well. But right now, let's get a sports update. Sports day. Sports update. Support local, australiamade.com.au, Satsy. And I love this. Uh, Something you threw up today. If there was a grand final for losing cricket games that you shouldn't lose, the Brisbane Heat would win the grand final. Gold medal. Every time. So if you watched the BBL last night, you would have seen the Brisbane Heat, led by Chris Lynn, who was outstanding again with the bat. Really exciting. I think he was 70-odd off 40-something balls. Uh, he He was amazing. Get to get 170, you know, I still didn't think it was going to be enough at Manuka Oval, which is a big oval. Uh, and but the Sydney Thunder at one stage were two for one, three for 22, three for 22 after about three or four overs. And then Aussie great Shane Warne went on to say it's as bad as bowling I've ever seen in T20 from the, the Brisbane Heat. Uh, young Sam's, he went, he bashed an incredible 65 from 25 balls. Got them to the position. There was some other usual suspects that, that were alongside him as well. Ben Cutting was the other one, the former Heat player. Mm. Um, that they, they got to a point, not only did they win the game, they won it with an, an over to spare. Yeah. That's how, just to rub salt into the wound, it was, um, it was ridiculous. It was all Ben Lachlan, who was a prolific wicket taker in, in big well, bash cricket. The, he's the, 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 the leading. highest. Yeah. Yeah. Leading, yeah. And he finished with none for 56 off 3.5 overs. Sam's just absolutely took the bat to him. How good was Sam's last year? Four ducks yep. in the BBL. Started this campaign with a duck. But I heard Ricky Ponting actually say that he's a really good batsman because he coached him in the IPL. Mm. And he said he's he's a really good batsman and he's getting better and better, and he's going to explode, and he certainly did last night. Mark War said he'll never have an innings like this ever again in his career, and it's he's about to explode because every ball that was bowled to him was in the slot for him to have a lash at. What do you mean? Uh, waist high on leg stump oh, is in the slot? There's one full toss that came in. Basically, he could have had, his, yeah, he could have had a, a cigarette and a drink before the ball got to him. Yeah. And just carted Don't try that, kids. No, don't do that. If you're playing cricket this yeah. weekend, I don't suggest you try that out on the pitch. But it was... It was it was so cool. Oh, it was cringeworthy to watch. I, I just... I kept feeling sorrier and sorrier for the heat. And, you know, Chris Lynn, he's a skipper. It's... You know, I know Buff Lehman's the coach, but when you're out in the field, a lot of the time, the, the coach's instructions really... It's out of your control. Chris Lynn should have grabbed... The young bowler Brandon Lachlan, even before that, even got to that young. point, yeah, he was 34, 35, and should have just said to him, Hey, 
first two didn't go the way he liked it. We need to come up with another plan. He needed to yeah. he needed to slow down the pace of the game. Yeah, incredible, absolutely mm. incredible. And if you look at um, Sam's wagon wheel, batting wagon wheel, I think he scored about ten runs on the offside, including the six that mm. sealed the victory. And there was the rest of them. The fifty-five runs were all on. Legs. I tell you, it was horrible. What the catching in the oh. stands and in the in the outer. Yeah, those kids. Honestly, those kids. Terrible. Got, someone's got to teach them how to catch properly. Hands above the head, not underneath the chin. It was. Yeah, terrible. I don't think yeah. one was taken. Absolutely. Have a good, long, hard look at yourselves. Hey, uh, Australian coach Justin Langer says, uh, Western Australian prodigy uh, Cam Green will make his debut in the first test on Thursday if he passes his concussion well, protocols. After, well, after that game when he did get hit in the Australia A game, Australia A should be Australia B. No, it's he, second um, 11. He actually passed some protocols. That next day. Yeah. So you'd like to think he's going to be fine. But, you know, how refreshing is it? I know you're going to play some audio really soon of Justin Langer talking about Cam Green. But how refreshing is it for a coach to not to play Dutch and Drakes and, and not not keep the team a secret until the coin toss? He just comes out and says exactly what he's about to say. Yep. He's uh, going to be uh, the 459th Test Cricketer. This was Langer earlier. Yeah, if he's past fit, he'll definitely play. So we're just going through the the protocols, the concussion protocols. We all saw it was a, um, you know, it was a very unusual incident that happened with him. Uh, so if if Cameron gets through the protocols and he gets through training and he's feeling good, I, I've seen him last night. He had a big smile on his face. He uh, had another test this morning that he he that we got good news on. Uh, he's a terrific young young bloke. He's a he's obviously an excellent talent. He's earned the right for selection through his performances in Sheffield Shield cricket. So if he's fit and available, then he'll make his Test debut, which is very very exciting for Australian cricket for him and his family. Yeah, great news. And as you said, very refreshing to hear the national coach come out and say that. Here's my theory on this now, Sats, because mm. I still haven't worked out the the opening batsman. I reckon what's going. to I don't happen- know whether are you the only one that's concerned anymore about who's going to open the batting. You, you think I'm the only person? I in think Australia. you're the only person in Australia that are is still serious? concerned about who the opening batter is going now, to be. That's ridiculous. Okay, oh four double seven seven three six seven three six. Any of our listeners? Are you really concerned about who's going to open up the batting in the first test starting tomorrow? Well, call us one three hundred forty two fifteen thirty three. Okay, well, what, what's your actually, theory? Well, the thing is, it's actually on Thursday, not tomorrow. But oh, let me tell sorry. you. So, uh, if Cam Green is past yep. fit, he'll slot straight into number six. Yep. Matt Wade, who was number six, who was number six, will go up the top of the order, and he'll open the batting with Joe Burns. That'll be it. Oh, I think Burns will keep his position because I think Justin Langer knows what Burns can bring to the table in the big matches. And he loves he loves Matty Wade, uh, his leadership qualities, his attitude. He's a fighter, and I reckon it's a good decision. And he opened the batting. For, for you know, there's a lot of players well. in any sport, and again, I'll use rugby league as an example, who are big match players. That you know, They'll play okay. They'll play okay in the regular season matches, but when the big matches come around, the, the local derbies or the origins of the test, but Greg Inglis is a perfect example would just do what he had to do in some regular season games. But when he played against the Roosters or it was a, a blockbuster or origin test matches, he just he knew what the big occasions were about. I think Justin Langer thinks Joe Burns is that sort of player as well in cricket cricketing terms. 
when the big occasion comes, I think he can trust Joe Burns. Well, he was sitting down with Joe Burns this afternoon. It was the first time he was seeing uh, Joe Burns. Since That's he not came. a good sign. Well, no, no, there was a team meeting. So it was following a team meeting. And he just wants to have a chat to him and see how he's going. So. You know, when I played the Gold Coast Chargers, we had a really good coach called Phil Economides. Yeah, great coach. Got coach of the year in 97. But after training, we do a morning session on a Tuesday. And we were straight across the road from a golf course on the Gold Coast. And Emerald Lakes, it's called. And so we'd always go over and play nine holes and a couple of times a week. And if the coach said to you as a player, do you want to go and have a hit? Uh-oh. You knew you were getting dropped. Yeah, no, that's not yeah. good. That's not, and he probably beat you at golf as well. Hey, got some breaking news here. Brisbane Heat players, uh, Brisbane Heat and players, Chris Lynn and Dan Lawrence, have been sanctioned under the Cricket Australia Code of Conduct following the completion of an investigation into an incident in Canberra on Saturday, December 12. Brisbane Heat has been fined $50,000 with 20000 of it being suspended for the remainder of the BBL 10. Uh, for breaches under sections, and I want you to look this up, Sat, Sats 1, 3, 4 and 9 mm-hmm. of the COVID-19 Directive for State Associations and BBL teams and WBBL teams. So uh, from that, they've broken uh, COVID protocols yep. and have been fined quite heavily. Isn't it strange we've still got protocols when the rest of the country has really just yeah. opened up all their borders and everyone's threatened? Yeah, I, I, don't get, I don't get it. But anyway, uh, both players have accepted a $10,000 fine with $4,000 being suspended for the remainder of uh, BBL 10. Do you reckon they've so just they made that up? They've just gone, you were so crap last night. We're just going to find you and we're going to make up a reason. No, I think it's based around, again, I think it might be based around some interaction with uh, crowd mm. as well. So, um, In rugby league news, Jordan Rapana or Rapana, Rapana, Rapana. has uh, will remain with the Raiders in 2021. After I didn't even realise he was off contract. Okay, two questions. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people knew that. But secondly, only one year. That Would be at, would that be at his request, do you think? Oh, no, he's at his age. It's because of his How age. How old is he? Oh, I'm going to check while you while I'm talking. Uh, I reckon Jordan Rapin is 31. Okay. Yeah, I remember he's at the Gold Coast Titans as a 17, 18 year old, about an 18 year old in 2007. Okay. So yeah, he might be 30, 31. So one year at that age makes sense. He's still well. in good form. Good oh yeah, Nick. tremendous. Well, he went away to rugby union where yeah, he didn't have to make a tackle for a couple of years. So. Um, Geez, you really don't like any other sport than rugby league, do you? No, that's not true at all. It's not true at all. Like- uh, just on. Um, rugby league news as well as the Johnny Asiato is joined with the Brisbane Broncos Good again sorry. one year deal he's only 27 he's a premiership winning forward and a really skillful one at that and only a one year deal at the Broncos is, is this so uh, prove yourself and if you're going well we'll extend that I don't think he needs to prove himself he's a he's a minimum two year player uh, contracted player maybe they've got to free up some money sign him to one year got to free up some money next year to possibly sign him for an extended deal, but he's a tremendous player. I'll go on record right now and say he'll be the Brisbane Broncos player of the year next year. Yeah, wow. Yeah, he's a tremendous player. So he'll play, what, in the 13? I reckon he'll play lock 13, play like a like a ball-playing lock, like your Victor Radleys and Jake Trebojevic's and, and those sort of players. All right. Um, the Storm finished the year. Uh, more talked about than AFL powerhouse Richmond Tigers. Yeah, so when it came to, to sporting organisations throughout the country, they were the most talked about side in the country. Now, Richmond, back-to-back premiers, uh, had the biggest membership base as well. But the Melbourne Storm, with them moving to the Sunshine Coast, and because they're all in that bubble together, there's a lot of social media interaction. Yeah, I also think this might have something to do with Cameron Smith. 
on the whole retirement thing too, don't you reckon? Yeah, possibly. But it takes into account a lot of things. Um, the the main mainstream media, then social media, podcasts, you know, where where they appear on podcasts. So Matty John's called podcast, his son Cooper plays yeah. for Melbourne, so there was a lot of interaction there. You talk about them every day, you and Badge. Yep, yep. Well, I do. Yeah, Badge likes them. But the podcasts? What do you mean? No, no, you talk oh, about the on this radio Storm. show. Melbourne Storm. Yeah. Yeah, I love the Melbourne. I love Are you everything. with me? I love everything about the Melbourne Storm. But also their social media interaction. All yeah. their players are always uploading stuff from inside the camp. And one of the most notable ones was, of course, Craig Bellamy trying to change a car tyre. That's right. I mean, that got so many views. Which was filmed by Cam Smith. Yeah, around not only rugby league fans, but around the country as well. But you know what else, mate? They've got the best media manager in the business. I thought you said Canberra's media manager was the best. He's business. good. No, he's good as well. But I, um, I reckon he's outstanding, the yep. media manager. He makes the plays accessible. So mm-hmm. you get them on all the time, which is, which is great. People talk about them. Hey, the Panthers are currently locked in discussions with star centre Stephen Crichton, who's seeking a three-year deal worth $2.25 million. Is he worth it and should he get it? Is he worth it now? No, I don't think he is. Too early? Yeah, so in July they offered him $500,000 a year for three years and he – from all accounts, was a handshake agreement. Then all of a sudden, they go on this run, they make the finals, they make the... I'm going to ask the listeners also a question, and I'd like to get their feedback, because I know where I stand on this, is that his negotiating skills went up when they made the grand final, but Penrith didn't win it. So, But then he made the New South Wales squad. He didn't play a game. But what the managers then do is they use that as a bargaining tool. Well, he's made the New South Wales squad, but you don't play a game, so he can't be used as a bargaining tool. That's just my opinion. I think you said this last night as well. The Australian team, Merit, Merit team, team, was announced yesterday, and the winners out of that will be the managers because they'll say, well, my player, my... my if there was an Australian the team picked, he would have made the kangaroos. It, but they didn't play. Exactly. So, you know, it's, it's a bit of a bugbear of mine. I don't know what you think. 0477 736 736. Should you be able to use Origin as a, as a bargaining tool when you actually don't play if you make the squad? It's great that he made the squad and he's been identified as a future Origin player, and he will play, and he will play Origin at some point, without a doubt. So, um, yeah, but yeah, three-year deal worth two point two five million. He should be signing that ASAP. Now, there's a poll on NRL.com, which is your favourite website uh, of the 2020 biggest well, NRL not. moments. Um, what's leading this? Okay, so I'm going to throw some up here to the listeners. Um, the NRL. Makes one ref and six again rule change. That's one. Uh, play resumed on May 28. Warriors relocated to Australia. Here's a couple. Um, is this an order? No, this is just they've thrown up some. Right. Uh, Broncos get the wooden spoon. Is yeah, a big, big moment. Is Darius Boyd's uh, gender revealed? No, that's not there. Oh. Panthers win 17 straight. Uh, Storm win a grand final. The Maroons win the Men's Origin Series. Mm-hmm. So what do you think is the biggest out of that? Oh, I, me, myself, I think play resumed on May 28. One ref. Six again. Sorry, six again. Okay, so the one ref and six again rule, that's 2% of votes. What? Yeah, at the moment. Listeners, what do you think? You can go on nrl.com. Play resumes on May 28. That's what I voted, yeah. 13%. The Warriors relocating to Australia, 8%. Now, the Maroons winning the Origin Series is 27%. Oh, come on. Is that's this just a Queensland? That surprises only poll? me. I, yeah, again, because the rugby league, you know, the rugby league fan base is across Queensland, New South Wales, and 
whether whether there's a lot of New South Wales fans that felt as though that Queensland didn't deserve to win it based on the team that was picked, and they did. Um, yeah, it's rated the highest at the moment. It's only 1,190 votes at this stage, but you can jump on there, nrl.com, and, and vote for your biggest NRL moment of 2020. Listen, we better get to a break. Look for the green and gold Aussie-made logo to be sure it's authentically Australian-made. And don't forget to get in touch, one three hundred forty two fifteen thirty three. 42 or shoot us a text, 0477-736-736. Who's the greatest sporting person or icon that you wish you had have seen live? Okay, Lou from Blackbutt, 0477-736-736. I wish I would have seen Norm Proven live. Lou, I never saw him live, but I've met him on numerous occasions, and he's got this aura about him, six foot four, six foot five. He walks into a room, and everyone just stops and watches him. He's yeah. just an amazing man. And from all reports, I was actually talking to my father about him last week, about how good of a player that he was. Yeah, yeah what a tremendous incredible. man, Lou. Hey, I want to throw another text at you as well. Um, no name on it. Please chuck your name on the text. So now Rugby Union sacks. Well, that's Lou from Blackbutt. Remember she had a go at me about mince pies last night? That's and- right. Oh, there's a lot of stuff you Now don't she's like. saying Rugby Union. <laughs> Mate, she's all over you. Lou, I'd like to see you and Lou get together. Lou, I like Rugby Union. I really do. You do not. This is Sports Day for Kia's open season. On now with match winning deals. When we come back, there was a blue today at the weigh in for the Mark Hunt and also Paul Gallant fight. Ben Damon, who's the boxing expert from Fox Sports, joins us next on Sports Day. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. We're back. This is Sports Day for Kia. Kia's open season on now with match-winning deals and red energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Yeah, welcome back to Sports Day. Scott Sattler, Jason Matthews in for Gary Belcher. Keep your calls coming, one three hundred forty two fifteen thirty three, 15 Or shoot us a text, 0477 736 736. Those sports persons or icons that you never saw, that you would have loved to have seen live, um, give us a call or shoot us a text on that. Hey, today uh, there was the weigh-in sats mm. for the, uh, the Hunt versus Gallon fight. Uh, there was a bit of a, well, there was a couple thrown from Mark Hunt towards Paul Gallon. This is what Gallon had to say afterwards. Gal, what's just happened there? Uh, it surprised me. I don't know. It's been, been pretty cool. You know, we've had, that's all we've had to say and done what we've had to do. But, yeah, that's a, that's a bit shocking, that. What do you think he's trying to do? Uh, no idea. He's trying to intimidate me. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. We, we both said from day one we're professionals. It's going to be a respectful build-up. It's been as respectful as it can be. We've said what we've had to say. Yeah, that, that was a bit, that shocked me a bit. But anyway, it's, it's all good. We're going to sort it out tomorrow night. And as I said, I'm going to shock everyone and get the win. Sats, let's bring in the man who was there today from Fox Sports, their boxing expert, Ben Damon. G'day, Ben. Yeah, g'day, Sats. Jason, how you going, fellas? Yeah, good, good. mate. Was that a show today, Ben, or was that Ridgie Didge? Well, mate, I wouldn't have been standing where I was if it was uh, all set up. I would have been if you have a look at the vision, um, I was about to walk up and have a chat with uh, Paul Gallen, and then out of nowhere, Mark Hunt has appeared behind me and uh, shoved him. That's all right. No dramas with that. But then he's thrown a left hook after that as well. Uh, I think the push and shove is okay, and the words are fine. But um, throwing a left hook at your opponent in a heavyweight, uh, at a heavyweight weigh-in is, is probably a bit too far. If it connected, um, we might have been off. 
uh, tomorrow. So, yeah, no, that was not planned, the, the left hook, that's for sure. Now, Mark Hunt has never been a man of words. He's always been a man of action, Benny. Has Gal got under his skin? Has he rattled his cage a little bit, do you think? They've both got under each other's skin. It's got really messy. Um, yeah, they, they've uh, really built into this. When we started off, I think we've talked before, Stats, I wasn't quite sure how this was going to go. They were very respectful and they were... Um, they were really uh, appreciative of each other for giving them the opportunity to earn all this money and, and so on and so forth. But then there's a few things that have been said that clearly have crossed the line for each. Um, you can pinpoint what the, a few of them were, but uh, since then, it's got really, really nasty. And at the uh, press conference yesterday, they were both adamant, no, we're done with all the talking, but then it didn't take much to get them going. Uh, we, got them, we got them going well and truly. And then today... Um, yeah, it seemed like everything was going to be okay. I was talking to Mark Hunt before uh, the weigh-in. that said, oh, anything planned today? I, I thought he'd be the type who might, you know, try and do something. And he said, no, no, that's all done. You blokes just try and talk us into this all the time. I'm, I'm not playing any of those games today. But then he just <laughs> jumped out of nowhere and shoved him and then tried to knock him out. So, um, yeah, no, clearly they're both under each other's skin. And um, Mark Hunt is not at all pleased with Paul Gallen. So... Uh, who knows what happens when they uh, when they get out there tomorrow night? It looks really fit, Gal. Can you remember? Really? I mean, it's flown under the radar, Benny. What their weights were? Can you remember what their weights were? What they weighed in at? Well, I know that Mark Hunt was about uh, twenty four kilos heavier, uh, approximately. I think he was one hundred and twenty seven, just okay. off the top of my head. Um, he did have shoes on, uh, so what do you take him down one hundred twenty five ish? And, and Gal was under 104, I think. So, yeah, there's a massive difference between them. Uh, Paul Gallon's not a particularly tall fella. Um, he's a, a nuggety but extremely strong uh, guy and, and very, very fit. He's going to be the fitter fighter. There's no doubt about that. Uh, yeah, he looked, but Mark he looked good. is the bigger puncher. There's no doubt about that. How's um, Gow's bicep? Is, is he over that injury or do you think it's going to have an impact on this fight tomorrow night? I don't think it will have an impact because um, he looks like he's been going full tilt for at least a month or so now. He's um, he's punching really well. Um, he's sparring a lot. He's been doing some really high-quality sparring as well with the likes of Alex Leopold and Herman Annie Purcell, like some really strong uh, Australian heavyweights. So I'd be surprised if that does play a part. But then I guess you don't know. Maybe... Maybe he re-injures it. Maybe uh, it does uh, come out uh, when he gets into the full throes of battle. Given they'll be um, they'll be rolling around with each other whenever they're not punching each other. These two, it's it's going to be a very physical sort of a fight. Um, yeah, you, you'd think he's going to be okay with it, but um, yeah, I, I guess it could play a part. If it comes down to pure boxing skills, and I know Mark Hunt has been in the combat sports basically his whole life. But it comes down to pure boxing skills in the middle of the ring and not up against the ropes, not in the corners. Does Paul Gallen win the fight? Do you still think, Benny, yeah. or, or do you think Mark Hunt has the ability so. just to ice I him in the first so. first round? Well, I, yeah, that's what I would think. That um, It's either going to go that, that um, we have uh, Mark Hunt coming out, throwing those massive shots and catching him with something and putting him cold in the first round or two, or... We have the very, very fit um, Paul Gallen and younger and fresher and um, more prepared to go the distance, I would have thought, that finishes over the top and wins it on points. That's the way you, you'd expect it's going to mm. go. But um, who knows? Maybe, maybe Gal can, um, 
can be too much for him and throw too many shots. Maybe Mark uh, hits a wall or, or maybe Mark shows that he does have better boxing skills than we expect. He's been working with a couple of high-quality boxing trainers. He's been working really hard. He, he doesn't look the part. Like he, he's never going to look like a, a ripped-up, uh, boxer who's you know he's not going to look like an Anthony Joshua is he he's going to turn up looking how he looks throwing punches how he throws them and um, looking for that power shot but maybe he can move his feet a little bit better than we expect and and maybe he can box but yeah I, I fancy it's either Hunt by a knockout early or Gal finishing over the top and winning on points. Now they've almost played second fiddle because a lot of people forgetting that Tim Zoo and Bowen Morgan are fighting as well. A fight that I'm really looking forward to watching and seeing yeah. the progression of Tim Zoo from a from the fighters' point of view, the purest point of view, like Zoo and Bowen Morgan. How do they feel from a promotional point of view, where they do play second fiddle to a, a fight of this nature with Gallon and Hunt? Um, well, they're still the main event, aren't they? Tim Zoo and yeah. Bowen Morgan. Tim Zoo, I don't think he cares. Uh, he doesn't let anything get in the way. He knows that there's a lot of mainstream interest in those guys, but he also knows that if he wins that, this fight tomorrow night, that he's going through to a world title shot in all likelihood. So uh, there's a hell of a lot at stake for him. Um, the, the WBO have made some announcements in the last 24 to 48 hours, which indicate that he will fight for a world title next if he does win. So he won't care about um, a few newspaper headlines going towards a heavyweight fight. But yeah, as a, a boxing purist um i cannot wait to have a look at tim zoo against uh this really tough task that is Byron morgan who's going to be right there in front of him who's a really tough boxer really strong guy who's happy to engage with him and who's going to make him engage so we get to see a, another side of tim when there's someone in front of him who's wanting to fight at close quarters we saw what he did to jeff horn now we're going to see someone right in front of him but right through this undercard uh, for us boxing purists, there's so many great fights. It's a, a really outstanding card and a, a night of fights that um, is just so exciting. Liam Wilson, if you haven't seen him in action before, he's maybe the prettiest boxer in the country. Well, I was about uh, to say, Benny, he's getting lost He's getting yeah. lost in all this, you know, Justice Hooney and Maloney <laughs> twins and Brock Jarvis, isn't he? Yeah. He's so exciting to watch. Oh, he might be the best of the lot. Um, he's incredible, uh, Liam Wilson. And he's only having his eighth professional fight. He won the Australian title in his third. He won a youth world title in his fifth. Uh, he produced a knockout of the year in 2020 already in February, and that won't be surpassed no matter what we see with what he produced against Jesus Quadro in February. Um, but, uh, yeah, he is uh, someone with the uh, the boxing world at his feet, and it's just so exciting to see what he can produce. Um, I've had a little bit of a crack at him the last couple of days because Brock Jarvis, uh, one of the, the other truly mm. outstanding young boxers in Australia, produced a, a body-punching display on Friday night. And I said, took the mantle of the best body-puncher in Australia. So Liam Wilson said uh, he's going to take that back. So just <laughs> ha have a look at what he throws with uh, right and left rips to the body against poor old Rodney Raffold tomorrow night. Um, but, yeah, it's a, an outstanding card. Uh, so many good fights and, um, yeah, really, really exciting. Yeah, don't want to get, don't forget to watch that on on main event uh, on Fox tomorrow night. Everyone and at Bankwest Stadium, Benny. What sort of crowd are they expecting? They're saying about fifteen thousand. Um, the weather's not great in Sydney, so they were hoping to to get it up a bit further than that towards the nineteen that they were originally allowed. But um, yeah, I, I think there's a, a fair few people having a look at it that have decided they're going to have a, a night at home and and book it on um, on main event, and, and why not? Because uh, you've got a really good seat there watching the coverage uh, 
with, uh, well, myself calling the fights, but uh, the great Jeff Fennick will be alongside me, uh, former IBO Cruiserweight champion Ted Kofi, and um, just so many good fights from 5.30pm local time in the afternoon uh, right through until the main event uh, later on in the evening. It's it's just going to be a, a really exciting way to finish the year. It's been a tough year in Australian boxing, but we come through the end of it with Tim Zhu having headlined two stadium fights uh, yeah. through the course of, of just four months or so. It's uh, it's quite incredible, the, the journey that he's on. Well, Ben, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow night on main event through Foxtel and KO. If you can't get to Bankwest Stadium tomorrow night, make sure you watch it. Or come around to Sats's place where... Having some uh, horse duvers and some canapes, mate. So uh, uh, we'll be enjoying the fight as well. Can't wait for it. I'm actually, really, genuinely, I'm really pumped for this fight. Yeah, it's great. It's going to be outstanding. Well, fights, I should say. Yeah. Ben Damon, boxing commentator, expert, extraordinaire from Fox Sports. Thanks for your time, mate, on Sports Day. Yeah, no worries. Enjoy the night tomorrow night. I'll give you a cheerio. Mate, thank you. We'd appreciate that. <laughs> See you, mate. Thanks, Cheers. <laughs> hey, this is Sports Day for Kia's Open Season. I can't wait, mate. I really can't. Yeah, and, it's going to be good. And Ben Ben will be outstanding, no doubt, as well. Make sure you do book that on uh, on Foxtel or Kia. Uh, Sports Day for Kia, Open Season, on now with match-winning deals. Back in a sec with our hot topic. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. We're back. This is Sports Day for Kia. Kia's open season on now with match-winning deals and red energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Now on Sports Day, it's time for our hot topic. For expert car air conditioning service you can rely on, visit repcoservice.com. Yeah, welcome back to Sports Day. Scott Sattler, Jason Matthews here. We're sitting around the office today going, just talking about sporting greats and how, oh, God, I wish I had seen those those people, you know, participate in, in, in their matches or whatever it was. We thought, what a great hot topic for the show tonight. Who is the one sports person you've never seen live that you wish you had of? one 1533 Or shoot us a text, 0477-736-736. Uh, Cobbler has sent us a text. Hey, lads, sporting person wish I could have seen live was Michael Jordan, without mm. a doubt. Yeah, it would have been fantastic, MJ. Yeah, we've, got, we've got some of these sportsmen and women uh, through an array of sports around the globe that that made everyone stop and watch. Whether you supported them or not, they made you stop, watch, and respect what they're doing. And and one of the one of the people I would have loved to have seen, and you know how much I love my boxing, just talking to Benny Damon about that fight tomorrow night, I I would have loved to have seen Mike Tyson live. And he's a little bit like Michael Jordan. Whether you don't like or like Michael Jordan, he stopped, he made you watch, and you applauded just how brilliant they were. Tyson, from all accounts, and I've spoken to people that have watched him fight in Vegas, and they said the whole room was full of electricity. Yeah. And you could, when the prelim fights would finish, you'd slowly feel the room just gather all this energy because you knew something brutal was about to happen, sometimes in less than 30 or 40 seconds. But, and then the music would start when Tyson would walk out. And he used to have this walkout music where it'd just be these chains just clanging together. They reckon it was disturbing. So the electricity wow. in the room uh, was a little bit like Jordan. So, yeah, I agree with you, Cobbler. Jordan, and for me, Tyson would have been one. I would have loved to have seen him live. What about rugby league? Without a doubt, and this, again, I know I was talking to my dad a lot on this show, but you know, I've, my 
basically education around rugby league and the history of rugby league has been through my father and, and all his teammates. But he quite often used to talk about how much he loved and admired Graham Langlands. Yeah, right. So yeah. I would have loved to have seen the great Graham Changer Langlands. And I, we, we'd have a lot of Dragons fans that are listeners that would have seen Changer play through the through the 60s, that, that great Dragons era, and then through the, the 70s as well, where he was captain coach of Australia at one stage. From all reports, he could have played in any era, but when he ran the ball, it was just sublime, just beautiful yeah. to watch from all reports. What about you? Have you got anyone in rugby league? Yeah, well, one of the greatest pleasures about working on this show is we talk to sporting stars from every background. And I, I remember one interview as a South Sydney supporter mm-hmm. was when you and you and Badge spoke to the great Bob McCarthy. Oh, he's my hero. Rang him at home, picks mm-hmm. up the phone. You just had a Home chat. phone too. Home phone, <laughs> old school. There's only been two like that. It was him and Ray Warren. Yeah. The only two. But spoke to him like an old mate for mm-hmm. about 20 minutes. And here I am sitting here with my headphones on just in heaven, mate. I, I'm going to chuck another one in. And this is a, a sporting icon, Winks. I never got to see Winks in the flesh. And, and I would have loved to have seen her. And that's another one, Jace, that you know, Winks changed everyone's view on horse racing. Now, I'm not a huge horse racing fan. And as I said earlier on, I loved Might and Power and Pumper Cassidy. But but Winks made someone like me and many others that I know that don't. Even my kids. Yeah. They, when Winks was racing, let's watch her. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Who else you got on your list? I've got uh, Sugar Ray Leonard uh, being yeah. a boxing fan. Yeah. But. Being a, an NFL fan, I, I would have loved to. One of my bucket lists is go to Lambeau Field, the home of the the uh, uh, Green Bay Packers. Cheeseheads. Yep. And Brett Favre was their champion quarterback, the gunslinger. I would have loved to have seen him live. Very similar. Being a Dallas Cowboys supporter, Troy Aikman. I would have loved to have seen the legendary quarterback. I won, what, a couple of Super Bowls with the Cowboys. I got close to him. I was at a, I was at a conference at the Hilton in Dallas, and he was presenting. And that was about as close as I got to Troy Aikman. Couple others, uh, Viv Richards. Yep, amazing and beefy both of them. I would have loved to have seen him. In I the saw flesh. I saw Beefy and Viv Richards play um, shield cricket. Well, you're much older than me. So we've got Brendan who's texted us on zero four double seven seven three six seven three six. Gabriella Gabriella Sabatini. She made you stop and watch. Yep. Yep. She, yeah, we'll leave it at that. She was very athletic. <laughs> hey, shoot us your text, 0477 736 736. She was very athletic. Uh, 1300 42 15 33. You can call us as well. Which one sports person or sporting icon would you love to have seen live in the flesh? Pedro from Tari, yep. without a doubt, the Don, Don Bradman. Yeah, of course. The great <laughs> that would have been poetry. That would have been amazing. Yeah. All right, this is uh, our hot topic. You've been blown. You'll be blown away with a car air conditioning service at Repco Authorised Service. Book at repcoservice.com. Sports day for Kia. Open season on now with match-winning deals. When we come back, Chris Nelson with a Racing Queensland update next on Sports Day. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. We're back. This is Sports Day for Kia. Kia's open season on now with match-winning deals and red energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Now on Sports Day. Time for a Racing Queensland update. Queensland is racing. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. He's the Prince of the Turf. Chris Nelson uh, is joining us. G'day, Chris. How are you, Joe? Good, mate. Good. Um, Eagle Farm racing tomorrow. You've got some tips for us today. 
Yeah, there's not a lot of uh, racing news floating around at this uh, very moment. So I thought we'd, uh, we'd put some tips out there for Eagle Farm tomorrow afternoon. Uh, as it stands, the track is a soft seven as we speak now, but all depends what happens tomorrow. I don't think they'll get a lot of more rain. So I think, if anything, the track will probably improve. So work off a soft track for tomorrow. I've got three tips. Race two, number nine, highlights. I thought was quite good at Ipswich at only start number two. Where ben Thompson just got flushed out a little bit too early there by Michael Cole before the turn, and he was a sitting shot for Sweet Gold. I thought the effort was good, though. I think he'll take uh, further improvement from that highlights. Race two, number nine. Race five, number three, populist. Gets to a, an easier race tomorrow. Last couple have been at Doombin in Saturday Company, and they've both been good efforts. So just needed a bit of room earlier last time out, and then his run prior was uh, only two and a half lengths from the winner, Windermere. So I think it's a nice race for Populist, who handles the ground quite well. Race five, number three. And we'll round it out with race seven, number nine, La Cosmo, David Van Dyke and Steph Thornton. Four starts on soft ground, four placings. Love the first run for the stable behind Dinies, the power of Doombin. Ran on after a wide trip. And then a much stronger race last time, the listed Tatch Classic behind Needor. Was only beaten 3.8 and sat wide without any cover all the way. Much better gate tomorrow and a much easier race. So we'll round it out with race seven, number nine, La Cosmo. All right, mate. Thanks for that. It's summer like you've never seen it. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Gamble responsibly, 1-800-858-858. Mate, we'll do it again tomorrow. Will do. Thanks, Joe. Come on, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. There's got to be an investigation into this. This has got to be, someone's got to be accountable for this. Yeah, that's right, too. It's time for That's Ridiculous Sats for Red Energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Uh, take it away. Now, everyone knows who Bruce Buffer is, and if you don't, he's the half-brother of Michael Buffer. You know, let's get ready to rumble. So he's in the UFC, Bruce Buffer. And this is what he usually sounds like on a fight night for the UFC. It's time! Okay, this is what you can get him to do for a small fee. It's time for Kaylee to move on! <laughs> what? What? So basically, you can pay him to break up with your partner. That's him telling Kaylee it's time to move on from the relationship. You're serious. Tubes, what do you think? Come on, that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. What's the small fee? $300. $300. You pay him to do that video chat to her yeah. or your par- or him, partner, and break up with them. I tell you what, though. I'm married. It'll cost me a lot more than $300. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I won't be doing that. Um, what about this one? President Trump will pardon Julian Assange. Tooves? Come on, that's ridiculous. Is this... This is dangerous. This is absolutely... So what's he got, about a month left in the White House? Mm. Is he just going to start handing out pardons? Like It's about leaving a legacy, and he doesn't really, he doesn't really care what legacy he leaves, I don't think. Why would he be, without getting political, why is he handing out Julian Assange? I don't know. Feels he's hard, hard done by and that he served his time. Why didn't he do it when he came into office? I know, I know. Is he going to pardon himself? Well, this is the big question, both he and members of his family. 
That's ridiculous. Powered by Red Energy, that's real Aussie Energy. Switch today. This is Sports Day. Open season at Kia with match-winning deals and Australia's best seven-year warranty across the range. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.